the pride, passion, and pageantry of college football lives here. This is the Paul Feinbaum Show, Hour 2 Podcast. This might be college football, Heather. And the second hour of the program live as we continue here. A lot going on already. A couple of uh, interesting moves today. Bill O'Brien leaving Ohio State after three weeks as the OC to become the head coach at Boston College. Not really sure that's a promotion. And Chip Kelly as the head coach at UCLA leaving to replace him at Ohio State. College football. Austin is up next in Birmingham. Hello, Austin. How you doing, Paul? We are doing great. Thank you. It's the second time I've ever got on the show. I just had a, two questions for you and a statement at the end, and I'll hang up and get out of your hair. Okay, thank you. With the National Signing Day over and nothing but the spring portal left to make any changes, what do you predict Auburn's record will be? All right, that's my first question. And then second question, if you had to give a number, how many seasons will DeBoer last in Tuscaloosa? My second question. My prediction is, without Nick Saban, the whole damn ship's going to sink. War down eagle. Well, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I think Auburn's got a shot at uh, nine games this year, somewhere eight, eight to nine. I'm not really sure. I, ha- I haven't studied the schedule that well. Uh, I, don't, I don't have a good answer on DeBoer yet. Uh, I, mean, I, think it, I mean, I think he's a really good coach coming into a really difficult situation. And after a month, there's almost no way to formulate uh, a very solid opinion on his success or failure rate. He's got everything you need there from the infrastructure standpoint, but the pressure will be unrelenting. Thanks for the call, appreciate it. Jim is up next. Uh, Hey, Jim. Hey, Paul. Good afternoon. How are you doing today? We're doing great. Thank you. Good to talk to you again. Um, I got a question about the college football playoffs. Um, there's going to be 12 teams, right? That is correct, yes. Okay. Well, the first week, is there going to be six games? So here, here's what happens. Uh, help I, me if I'm wrong. I don't understand but, it mathematically okay. is what I'm trying yeah, to get there, at. Well, there will be two first-round buys. Is that right? Um, I'm trying to do – Okay, the top uh, – here, here's, here's how it works. Okay. The, they'll, they'll be seated uh, one through four, uh, or, or however the, cha- the, the conference champions, the highest-ranked conference champions will be seated first. Uh, so four, four schools will have a first-round bye. So eight will okay. – so you'll have, what, four games uh, the first weekend? Okay. Yeah, then, then – the five, five, then the next highest-ranked teams will be able to host the, the next round. First round is on campus, and after that, it goes to different sites. Okay, I was just confused. Uh, I, I thought it would go from six games, and then it, I, I got thinking then there will be six teams left. That makes three games. You know, that's not going to work, but uh, – I guess if they're going to put well, well, buys in there. So uh, after one, after the first week, you have eight schools playing. There'll be four schools left. There'll be four schools who don't play the first weekend. So you'll have eight. So it will work. Okay, that was my question. Okay, it's been bugging me, and I just. Uh, I'm glad we could clear I that up. Yeah, I appreciate it, Paul. Thank you very much. Daryl is well. 
I heard Big Mouth going here running his mouth yesterday. But first, I want to say this. I heard what Kirk Herbstreit had to say. Yeah. And how many stuff can get twisted and all that. I totally understand that. I don't think Georgia fans have a problem with Kirk Herbstreit because it doesn't matter who our quarterback is. We won back-to-back national titles with a, with a, with a walk-on quarterback. But, um, you know, the only thing he said, Paul, that I didn't agree with is that – and he might be truthful about this. He said, you know, he doesn't have a favorite. I don't see a problem with Kirk Herbstreit favoring the Big Ten, nor do I see a problem with Kirk Herbstreit favoring Ohio State. He went to school there. He played there. Ain't no problem with that. If he wants to do that, that's no problem at all. But I do like the fact that he did come on here and say what he said. I thought that was cool. And, you know, it just got blown out of proportion. Um, now, I want to I I I rebuttal what Legend came here and said yesterday. First of all, what national sports show is this Legend host? I missed it. I'm assuming he hosts one because he come here and just judge people and judge callers. He's not even the best caller on your show, Paul. He's not even close to the best caller on your show, Paul. Do you know who the best caller on your show is? Who's that? Jim from Tuscaloosa, okay? If Paul Feinbaum ever has a Hall of Fame, Jim from Tuscaloosa deserves his own freaking block, all right? And listen, you're not even close to him. Jim gets talked about more than anybody, than any other caller on this show. Jim is the best by far. But for Legend to come in here and bump his gun and run his mouth, what, break up some new material? I don't I don't break up material. I go what's on top of my head, all right? Legend's problem is, Paul, here, here's the deal right here. I get the show, okay? I understand. I get the show. I get what your, your whole ordeal. I mean, you have to cater to the, Bamas, to, to the Alabama fan base because they are – Probably predominantly the majority of people that, that listen to your show. I get that. You have to cater to legend. I get that. Legend can't carry Jim from Tuscaloosa's jock strap, nor can he carry mine, because if you treated legend like you treat me sometimes, legend would have been quit, okay? He wouldn't be able to tolerate it. He wouldn't be able to deal with it. He, he, would, he would have already quit. But he wants to come here and judge callers. I mean, if, if anybody if anybody has got an issue, it's legend. He came in here, he talks about Georgia, okay? He always kissed the rings, kissed the rings, come in here and, 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 and wants to call, put down Georgia. But, but if somebody throws it back on him, he can't handle it, Paul. He can't deal with it. He cannot deal with the fact that Georgia is the golden standard right now in college football. That just, he, he can't deal with that. He can't deal with the fact that we got the – Number one recruit class to fix the side. It ain't Alabama anymore. It's Georgia. He, he, he can't deal with that. And he wants to come in and talk about how like he knows football, putting down Taylor Swift. Let me say this. I think Taylor Swift is great for the NFL. I say I don't see a problem with it at all. As her man, she, she, I, it's good to see her as a fan, see how she reacts. There is nothing wrong with it. If there were damn Aflac commercials they were showing – Legend wouldn't have a problem with it. But it ain't, he, that guy, Kelsey, didn't play for Alabama, you know. So that's why he don't like it. I mean, that's just the way they are, Paul. I mean, that's, that's, that's exactly the way they are. And let me say this also to Legend, okay. Nick Saban, Legend come in here and come out of here. That's why he ran, ran off um, the, the one defensive coordinator they had and all that. i tell you who you ran off, Legend. You and your fan base. You ran off the GOAT. 
the greatest coach of all time. Nick Saban didn't leave because of NIL. If that was the case, he would have left a year ago. He left because he, wanted, he was going to try to win one more national title to pass Bear Bryant. And it didn't happen. And he, and you know what? Y'all try to get his damn coaches fired. And when you do that, you're insulting Nick Saban. Nick Saban hired them coaches. And for all of that man's done for that program, for them to come out here and you bitch and whine and moan and groan when you don't win a national title every year. There's never been a school that's won a national title every year. There never will be a school that wins it every year. But Alabama fans, they, they come in here and they moan and groan about that. That's why Nick Saban left. That, that's, that's a big part of it, why he left. So you, you ran him off, legend. You can bet on that because he abruptly just quit. He didn't, he didn't throw no retirement party. He said, I'm done. I'm out of here. And I'm sure that had a lot to do with it. But who is he to come in here and judge a caller? I mean, that guy. And, and you know, here, here's another thing, Paul. He goes around. He comes out here and he comes out. Oh, yeah. We, you know, I, I saved Paul Feinbaum's life one time. Well, you ain't saved no damn body's life. Paul don't need you to save his life. I mean, you you might have took a life, but you ain't never saved no damn life. I mean, it, it just it, it just coming here and his ego is like through the roof. And here's one more thing, legend. Who do they talk about that Boston radio show out there? Who do they talk about? Who do they make fun of? They made him, not me. You, okay? You. So if you come in here and bump your guns and run your mouth, you don't even know what you're talking about. You're just jealous. You're jealous. Because Georgia is gold standard right now. And you know what? When we play them in September or October or whenever it is, I cannot wait because we're going to go to Tuscaloosa and we're going to beat that ass. And I'm going to tell you what, Paul, when they get that third loss next year, okay, and they're out of that 12-team playoff, I got a feeling that honeymoon with that new head coach is going to be over with big time. You know why they signed that head coach? They couldn't find another damn head coach. Every Dan Landers, all of them turned turn Alabama down. Why? Because they weren't going to come get in that mess. They don't want to come here and have to deal with that fan base. They had to go find a coach that don't know nothing about a fan base to get him to take the damn job. But he's going to find out soon. He'll find out exactly the way they are, um, you know. But, legend, don't come in here bumping your guns, running your mouth, thinking you're all that, because you ain't all that, okay? Jim Tuscaloosa, by far, best call on the show, Paul. Hands down. And, legend, you're just – you, 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 you're, you're trying to be Jim from Tuscaloosa. You never will be, and that's all I got to say. Go to all. Wow. A lot to unpack there. Trey is up next. Oh, Lord. That was like a, a recording or something like that. I don't know what you were playing there, Paul. Hey, Paul, Georgia back-to-back. Did they win it last year? I, I vaguely remember them not winning it. Did they beat Alabama last year? No, no they didn't make the playoffs no, last no, no. year, did they, Paul? No, they, they didn't, didn't, didn't make the playoffs, did they? They made the yeah, uh, they made the consolation game against Florida State. Well, that's the same phone call he made every weekend last year. Exact same phone call. You can just play his recording. Hey, Paul, you said you traveled with the team when when you was a newspaper reporter. Is that what you said? Well, I was at the school paper. Yeah. Uh, did you travel with the team or did you travel with the cheerleaders? That's what I want to know. Well, no, I, I did not travel. With, I don't think the cheerleaders made the, made the team playing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, Paul, don't you think the board's done a pretty good job of, of keeping Alabama together under each circumstances as, after it being so abrupt? And, and before you answer, I want to say something about the <clears throat> feud AJ has with the – what's the guy's name from – John. Uh, I, I can't – Yeah. 
You know, it's pretty funny. I don't dislike AJ as a caller, but you know, he act that the guy that calls in, he acts like he's uh, living too far in the past, and it's hard for him to accept the world as it has changed to me. Um, and I yeah, just but think you, you know, uh, AJ, Trey, he's everybody. He's everybody's grandfather. Correct, and, and I just think I mean, AJ should understand. In-laws, parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, friends. We, I mean, I, I'm comfortable talking to John because I, I've, oh, I I've, think I've, he's I've heard great, it all my but life. But I think uh, it was. It was it, I remember think the AJ, good old days the way it used to be. Yeah, well, I think AJ needs to be a little more understanding about. Yeah. We don't know where he's living in in his mind right now. He, I, I think he calls the show because he needs some attention right now is what I perceive. And I just think A.J. needs to let off of him a little bit. But anyway, I hope you have a great weekend, Paul. Thank you. Thank you. I like John. I think he's, he's fun. I mean, he's like – it was 60 years ago tonight that the Beatles made their, their uh, U.S. debut. And <laughs> – John John is still in John's still in 1964 watching the Ed Sullivan show. Here come the Beatles. What was the first song I want to hold your hand? I mean that's John is not the calendar is still 1964 for John. We'll take a short break. Back after this. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Is your schedule too packed to see a doctor about your erectile dysfunction? Well, with Hims, now you can get treated for ED without stepping foot outside your door. They're changing men's health care by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch. Hims provides access to doctor-trusted ED treatment options such as chewable hard mints, brand name treatments like Viagra, or generic alternatives for up to 95% cheaper. The process is simple and entirely online. Just answer a series of questions and a medical provider will determine the right treatment option. If prescribed, your medication ships to you free. No insurance needed. So what are you waiting for? Join the hundreds of thousands of trusted HIMSS subscribers and get treated. Start your free online visit today at HIMSS.com Paul. That's HIMS.com Paul for your personalized ED treatment options. HIMSS.com Paul. Hardments are chewable compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies on product and subscription plan. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. And we are back. Stacy is up next. Paul Feinbaum. Man, Georgia need to lose another football game so Dara can go back into witness protection. You're right. But then let me say this, Paul. You, I heard you say yesterday, or you probably said the day before yesterday, it's just certain coaches that you don't mess with, right? Right. There's certain coaches you don't. And one of those coaches, like you said, is Nick Saban. The second coach is Don Staley. You don't mess with Don Staley. That's the, that's the lady goat. She's the lady goat. Right. And if you if you think I'm lying, ask 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 Dwayne. 
She came she, on. She I mean, said, Dwayne. Uh, I, I mean, Dwayne is. Dwayne went on Amazon yesterday to try to get his manhood back. Well, I tell you what, I'm gonna give him another opportunity to get his manhood back. I will be in the building at Colonial Stadium Sunday to see the goat. Dwayne, you're welcome to ride with me if you want to. You, what, what, why are Stacey you going to be there, Stacy? Because I'm going to see the goat. I love the goat. Okay. And so, Dwayne, we're going to put you in Section 101. You can watch the goat operate. You had so much to say about the goat when they came down. Well, he, already, the he, already, he already saw her operate uh, operate on uh, his goat a couple of weeks but now ago. He said, Paul Fireball, Paul Fireball, you ever had any, you had any, have you ever had any uh, uh, Gamecock meat? Ain't that what he said, Paul? That's what he said. Yeah. Dwayne, you can ride with me tomorrow. Get in contact with me. You're going to ride with me, he's, okay? He's going to be the next caller, so uh, he'll be able to respond. Another thing to the Alabama fans, the GOAT Nick Saban said this, it ain't about what plays you're calling, it's about who you got executing the plays. With that being said, roll tide, baby. Peace out. The artist formerly known as Dwayne is up next. Man, that man drunk, huh? Hey, Paul, Paul, that man been drinking on something, huh? That man sound like he's drunk, huh? What you think, Paul, Paul, Paul? Uh, you guys going to beat South Carolina. Hey, you guys going to beat them. No, they're not. That man, the Hux is going to beat them. What? No, they're not. Oh, man, you crazy there. Hey, Paul, 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 Paul. Hey, you guys got to get out of the They got a team, too, yeah. They got a team, too, yeah. That man, hey, that coach over there ain't no bull crap. You got coach. You know that. That, that coach over oh, there is done. Uh, he's, not winning, he's not winning Sunday. He ain't winning Sunday? No. Man, y'all think South Carolina all that, huh? Hey, Paul, 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 I call behind that clown. Talking about road tie. Hey, that road tie shit is gone, man. Okay. Dwayne just can't hold his tongue, and uh, Elliot is up next. You haven't gotten into call yet, huh? Hey, Paul. Hey, I just wanted to call and set the record straight from yesterday. I thought you were asking me if I had listened to the uh, Dominic Riola interview when, in fact, you were asking me if I'd listened to the call from David. Paul, I'm a fine bomb caller. I wouldn't be calling you unless I listened to your show. I listened to the entire call from David. And I also listened today. I, I know that G needs prayers. I know that Dominic needs his parents to let him call in again. So I just wanted to set, set the record straight, but I do have a question with you. Thank you for bringing Herb Street onto the program. But do you think it's going to make a difference for Nebraska to have that quarterback? Is parity going to come to the entire league? And is Nebraska going to come back someday? Yeah, I think Nebraska will ultimately uh, get get better. Now, whether they can break in and uh, and, and be at the upper echelon, I, I have my doubts. I think I think Rule is a very good college coach. He was a miserably bad pro coach, but so are a lot of people. And then I got a song for you. It's uh, I, I was rough on you yesterday, so Brenda Lee, that song. I'm sorry. So I know you're taking song requests today, so I'm throwing that one out for you. Frank is up next in Georgia. Hey, Frank. Hey, Frank. Hey, Paul. I've been on, on, I've been on hold so long I forgot who I'm supposed to be. But, hey, I'm down here, Paul. I'm down here in the back of uh, 
a Nixon over by dumpster. It ain't too bad, but <laughs> I want to tell you. Oh, I'm not sure what I'm on right now, but let me tell you about. Let me talk about Penn State fan. Penn State's ranked number one, oh, in the top ten at the beginning of the season because they're Penn State. Penn, Penn State, and then at the end of the season, they're nowhere to be found because they're Penn State. <laughs> now, Paul, this is John from Indianapolis. And I want to tell you, I've got a phone to pick with you, young man. <laughs> yeah. And I probably won't be calling you. I probably won't be calling you the rest of this weekend. Okay, so just put that in your pipe and smoke it, young man. Okay. <laughs> now, hey, hello now, that Daryl. I appreciate him calling, but he, I, he don't need to tote water for me. Okay, Paul. Because I, I hit better than Ted Williams. And 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 and, and what's that fellow from from New York? Yeah, Mickey Mantle. Yeah, I hit better than both of those guys. <laughs> and I don't need nobody to take up for me, you hear me? And, and that legend, you know, don't even need to bring it up. Well, don't be calling my name out. Don't be calling my name out, baby. Because I just, I'm in the cowbell. And I tell you what, we are number one because I say so. And why did we lose to Michigan? Because I wanted us to. That's just the only, that's the only explanation I can come up with. Well, let me just tell you this. Let's just, uh, I'm here over here in Auburn, and uh, I think I might go over and get myself some pizza from that place. Um, it's got the best pizza in, uh, in Auburn, Alabama, anyway. And uh, I, just, I just think that it's important for us to uh, listen to my call and get wisdom from me as much as possible and just try to be, try to be a little more intelligent. And I know that's kind of hard for Daryl from Georgia because he is a Bulldog fan. But we just gotta we just gotta do what we can to to put our arms around him and just uh, give him a warm, welcome environment where he can continue to make those kind of calls. So well, that's about all I got, Paul. Thank you, Fred. That was a pretty amazing uh, call. Uh, I mean, this guy did about seven different voices. We'll take a short break. Matt Baker. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. And this is a headline that Tampa Bay Times doing real reporting work here inside Project OCO, a Florida State sports nine-figure private equity plan. Matt Baker joining us. 
Matt, always good to catch up. A lot happening in your state. We'll get to some of the other issues in a minute. But tell us uh, about uh, this odyssey that a number of reporters have been on trying to get to the bottom of this FSU private equity situation. Yeah, so Sportico, the sports business website, first reported on it in August that Florida State was talking to some uh, firms about a potential private equity investment. And then I sent an open records request to FSU asking for as much as I could. And a week or so ago, I got uh, 2,500 pages of stuff. And it took a little bit to sift through. And, and there was a kind of a, a lot in there. Um, unfortunately, a lot of it was redacted where you feel like you're really close to understanding it, but you don't have the full picture. But even so, there's some interesting things that kind of jumped out that we could glean from it. First of all, the fact that those conversations were real. They had been happening for months. There are some dollar figures thrown out, anywhere between you know, $125, $150 million, up to $300 million, $350 million. Um, some of the potential uh, just ancillary stuff, tangential stuff, I thought was really interested. Um, you know, they, they talked about uh, uh, naming rights to Dope Campbell Stadium, which is not a, a shock by any means. Others schools are looking into that stuff. But when you actually see it written down and some of the potential projections with that, I thought that was, was interesting. So Matt, I realize uh, that, that is laborious work uh, to go through all this. Not, and you know, asking to sum it all up is not easy, but is there any conclusion that, that you came to trying to best guess where they are and, and how serious uh, a, a chance this is for them to, to create some real wealth for their program? Well, it's definitely serious. You don't spend a year and a half or whatever it was doing, having these conversations and talking, you know, multiple law firms involved and, and the, you know, the Florida State president and athletic director and the chair of, the, of the, the, the board of trustees. You don't do all of that stuff just for fun, right? Uh, I know college administrators love this, these type of conversations and, and Zooms and, and all that stuff. But you don't do it just because. You do it because you're really looking into it. So I do think there is or at least was a very real possibility that could happen. The dollar figures are interesting. And then the, the other thing that we, we can't discount here is the, the ACC stuff going on in the background, right? There, uh, most of that was redacted because there's this ongoing litigation that Florida State sued the ACC and the ACC sued Florida State. That's going on in the background. But you can kind of see the undercurrent in there. A couple times where it talks about conference realignment and what do we use the money for in a no realignment scenario? And you know, so you can kind of see the, the possibilities there where maybe this is a way for Florida State to pay an exit fee to get out of the ACC. Or what do they need it for if that's not the possibility? What, 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 do, you, what do you think? What is the number now? And, and quite frankly, do, do you, I realize you're guessing here, but do you think there's a number that the ACC would finally say, well, OK, here, here it is. Let's avoid litigation or, more, or going to court is what I think they probably really really is, is has to be a major fear for them. Yeah, this is just a complete throwing a number out, but probably 250 to 300 million dollars would, would be my guess. And I base that on what some other schools have paid when they ended up leaving. You know, Maryland, when they left the ACC, I think the ACC said you owe us $52 million, and it ended up being uh, $30 million. So, you know, 60% thereabouts, $500 million. You do the math, and probably in that 250 to $300 million range is maybe what it ends up being. But look, this is we're still in the, the, the top of the first inning, I think, in this litigation between the Florida State and the ACC. They don't even know where they're going to – you know, they still haven't even argued fully about where they're going to argue. 
which court it is. So there's a lot left in this, and I don't get the idea that it's going to be done anytime soon. Talking to Matt Baker from the Tampa Bay Times, we uh, normally talk to Matt Baker about Florida football. So why don't we uh, just ask you a throwaway question on uh, signing days over? It looked like a pretty good class, maybe not the class that uh, was originally predicted, but what's your summation after as Billy Napier approaches what almost everyone agrees is a critical year? Yeah, I, I thought it was a good class, but not a great one. Um, you know, getting DJ Lagway was absolutely pivotal, the, the five-star quarterback. Uh, he is the Gators' biggest recruit since Tim Tebow. That, that's not hyperbole, that's fact. And if he plays this season at a, at a high level, and in, at least an intriguing level, the way Tebow did his first year, then even if the results aren't that great, you can at least sell some promise of the future with, with Napier and the Gators. So he was pivotal. LJ McCray, again, another you know, top 10, top 20 recruit was big. But they had a lot of defections kind of toward the end, which made a class that was supposed to be elite. Just in that, honestly, in the Dan Mullen range is where it ended up in, in kind of the, the final ranking. So it's going to be very pivotal this offseason to see how the changes that Billy made to the staff work out. And then if there's anything left he needs to do or, or is going to do on offense, because we're at the point now where I don't think there's any excuses. You know, they've got, I think it's the fourth most returning production in the SEC, according to Bill Connolly. He's had enough time to get the players in place. Now it's a matter of, did he get the right one? And can he coach him up and put him in the position to, to make the plays necessary to beat the Texases and Ole Miss and LSU and, and the Seminoles? Man, you alluded to it a minute ago, and I think a lot of people are saying, well, he's got to win X number of games. Uh, but, but do you think it's more important that Lagway emerges and he can tie his uh, future to Lagway? Because obviously, uh, if, if Napier was replaced, it could affect where the quarterback, where the, whether the quarterback stays or goes. I, I don't think it's, it's either or. or I, I could see it going either way. If, if they win enough, if they win seven or eight games with this brutal, brutal schedule, you know, I don't think Florida wants to pay the money to get rid of him. I think Billy is well-liked in the building. So I, I think they would, they would be inclined to keep him. But eight wins with that schedule is going to be very, very tough to see. So the other scenario is if DJ Lagway does well enough, you know, he, Billy has something to sell. I brought this guy to campus. This is what he's done so far. Give me another year with him and we can see what happens. And, and that's something just sort of fans need hope right now, Paul. There hasn't been a lot of, of progress on the field. This recruiting class that was supposed to be elite ended up being just good. They need something that they can get behind it so that they can say, you know what, we're going to get better because of this. And if DJ Lagway shows enough in year one to be that guy, then that's an, a really good argument on, on why Billy should get a fourth year. Where is the fan base right now in relation to Napier and the future? I think a lot of people are upset and don't see much of a path forward. But I think you mentioned this a while ago, but I sense a good amount of apathy too. Like the, the, the appetite for Gator fans to keep reading about this program isn't really there right now because just from, from what I've seen from the feedback that I'm getting, just because it's, it's hard to envision. But Florida's a place where you expect to compete for championships. That is the expectation. And I cannot, with a straight face, tell you that that's a realistic possibility for this team this year. And I don't know that it's going to happen in this regime. So until you have a good feeling that things are moving in the right direction, it's hard for fans to get you know, super optimistic about it. And I think Florida's just kind of stuck right now until 
uh, either they, they maybe they get some big transfers or big name new assistant coach or really until uh, August 31st when they kick off against the Canes and have a chance to get a big time win. Matt Baker, the latest from Florida, from the Tampa Bay Times. Thank you very much, Matt. We head to the break. A lot more to do. We'll get uh, go up to Ohio State and find out how the hottest program in recruiting is doing and more of your phone calls right after that. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. And we have some breaking news. Uh, We're not far from March Madness and this is what we have. The caller bracket is starting to come together. The number one seeds have been made. Legend, Jim, I'm in. John from St. Louis made a number one seed. Wow. The Nixon effect. Last four in, Johnny B, Dominic, Jerome, and Jeff from Columbus, and on the bubble. These are the first four out. <laughs> Bash, Miss Pat, AC, Elliot. More on that as the, we get closer to March Madness. Back to current callers. And Jason is up next. Uh, hello, Jason. Hey, Paul. I just had a comment. Uh, I was wanted to talk to you about the NIL. Yes, sir. Um, it's like uh, I believe uh, Saban said, is this the the way we want uh, things to go in college football? Uh, I think uh, why do we not just you know, certain athletes are getting paid large amounts of money. Why doesn't it go to a pool and then all the players get paid the same amount of money? That way you don't have people jumping ship and moving here and there just for the money. Well, it's uh, interesting, Jason. At, I, so, at some places, that's how it works. Uh, you have what what is called these collectives and they'll give everybody whatever they give them. But then there are the star players who, who are able to cut their own deals. But it's a great suggestion. But since there's no cap right now, there, there's, no, there's no real teeth in these state laws. Uh, well, I don't know if you uh, saw the article I read uh, yesterday uh, that a politician here in Alabama is trying to get uh, high school students Oh, yeah. On the NIL. I mean, yeah, where yeah. does it end? Uh, it doesn't, Jason. In fact, uh, I have a lot of friends in high school football that say it's really happening under the table right now that players are commanding a decent amount of money depending on what type of program they work for. It's a great question. Where does it end? It, it, uh, it doesn't because we're, once you open that door, and I know there's a lot of cliches about that, uh, it's virtually impossible to shut it. Thank you for the call. Very interesting comment. Tracy is in North Carolina. Hey, hey Paul, Tracy. how you doing today? We are doing great. Thank you. Hey, uh, the fix is in. Got to be if John from St. Louis is a is <laughs> well, number one. You're probably right. That's you're probably uh, right about that. Um, but I, I don't know how. Change. I don't know. I don't know how we do this. Randy, did you put John number one? No. Did, did you intend to put him number eleven, and he ended up one? Yeah. By the way, it could change depending on John's attitude. Randy, Randy, Randy. See, please, these are please, these please. are the projected seeds, right? Yeah, this is his first yeah, remember, I think this weekend or next, the, the NCAA does that. These are projected seeds subject to change. Okay, that's good. I'm, I'm, okay, I'm glad. Hey, two quick points here. Uh, 
hopefully you have a nice relaxing weekend planned after yesterday and part of today. Yeah. It, uh, uh, thank you for bringing that. I, 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 I got up this morning and said, I am not going in. I, I tried to call in sick and nobody would answer the phone. I was worried you might not show up for that. No, it was, uh, hey, that, uh, it wasn't the whole show. It was the first hour was absolutely one of the most miserable hours I've ever encountered. When it your first brutal. three calls what? are, who was the first call? Um, we had Miss Pat. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, there was a second caller right. after that. I, I went, when I went to Bash, I was relieved. That's sad. <laughs> That's sad. Hey, uh, that brings me to my number one point. Do you, do you know the uh, definition of the word quit? Quick? Quit. Q-U-I-T, quit. Oh, quit. Yeah, I think I have a vague understanding okay. of that word. Well, there's a couple. There's a couple to leave something permanently, right. to give up, to resign, right. blah, blah, blah. Anyway, uh, but there's also a great saying about that. A quitter never wins, and a winner never quits. Right. Well, Jim is a winner. So Jim does, needs to come back. He does not need to quit. You know, he's the most compelling caller you've got, or we've got. So he needs to come back. Miss Pat, who cares? She could go away. Anyway, my other comment was about uh, uh, game day. Yes. And with uh, the greatest coach of all time, even though I'm a Balls fan, greatest coach of all time, Saban being on there. I don't think, Paul, and I, and I don't expect you to say a whole lot because of who you work for, but I don't think he's going to save game day. Uh, <laughs> you know, with McAfee on there and Herb Street on there and Pollock gone and, and Coach Corso about ready to be gone. I mean, I just I don't think he's going to save it. But, uh, well, I think, I, think what, I think what he does is he brings some intelligence to it. Um, he brings some, uh, I mean, he, he brings real football knowledge as opposed to grandstanding. And I don't know. Uh, I mean, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying this is an excuse, uh, but I, you know, doing traveling with the SEC show on Friday and Saturday, I don't ever see the show anymore. Uh, but I hear plenty of people offer critiques like yours. Well, and I didn't watch it all year. I watch you guys, you know, I watch you on Friday and I watch you guys on Saturday. I don't even watch game day anymore because of a couple of people that I mentioned. But, yeah, uh, yeah it's a it, shame. It is uh, a, I mean, I, I, Tracy, anyway. my, my experience with game day, is, as I've said a thousand times, is my first year at ESPN. Uh, SEC had not started, so I, I traveled with game day, had a minute role, but I, I, I was able to watch it in real action. And it was a different show back then. Uh, I think Pollock yep. was very uh, brought brought a great a, 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 a perspective that nobody else did, and, and obviously at the time Corso was the show. Uh, I'll never forget my Absolutely. the first game day I, I I was participating in. I mean I'm on the show. We're in Clemson. It's a Georgia Clemson game in 2013, and I mean I was like breathless watching Corso do the uh, the headgear deal at the end. It was it was exhilarating, uh, and <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, listen. I mean, the man's 88 years old. Uh, he's still he's still uh, a lot sharper than some people we have running the government. But that's beside the point. That's that's another subject. <laughs> hey, one more quick one more quick thing. I'm gonna let you go, Paul. Uh, the call from Legend yesterday, and I'm not a big Legend fan, but his was the best call of the day. So I will give him props. And uh, it was great to hear from Cat Daddy that he's doing good. 
and I'll let you go and talk to somebody else. Thanks. Thank you very much. Call, very interesting call. Uh, we do appreciate it. Uh, we'll, we'll take a break. Uh, we have a couple hours to go. It's been a busy show already. We will continue with your calls and a few more guests right after this. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast.